so good to be back here after a couple of weeks away. We were in El uh, Melbourne, Australia for a week doing all these trainings and then um, got to see kangaroos. That was cool. And uh, flying squirrels. They're bats actually, but call them flying squirrels. But um, then we went to New Zealand and uh, in both places, we sort of came in right when COVID was was still, I mean, it's they're, they're kind of behind us. And so everyone is, everyone was sick like a week before we got there. So we kind of came in right when people were kind of not sick anymore, but, you know, kind of weary. And um, anyway, we were, we were in lots of different places. And, but as every time we go away, we, we really miss you all. And uh, really, we realize how special this community is to us. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we just really feel like this this place is spotlighted you are you're, you're spotlighted and uh, you know we certainly aren't leaving because we feel like it's more important that we're somewhere else um, we, we feel like there's such a high value on on everybody here and uh, i've been thinking a lot about you know just father father's day today's father's day happy father's day or blessed bless blessings to you or fathers um happy maybe that's not always the best word right are we happy being a being a dad you know when our kids maybe don't remember and don't call us or you know that's kind of painful isn't it if you're a father and um you know you're out of touch with your kids or uh, or they're upset with you or or if uh, if you're um you're a son or a daughter and your father you don't know who your father was or you um uh, or you've lost them, they've died. Like for me, this is my first Father's Day without my dad. He died uh, May 7th. So I had all my whole life with my dad, um, you know, in my life. And uh, now he's not. And, uh, but I know there's lots of people who never, never knew their dad. And uh, a lot of us uh, who know, knew our dad, who had maybe um, a bad experience or, a good enough experience or maybe a really great compared to most people's experience still our fathers are, are have all kinds of issues we have all kinds of issues with our fathers right there's no perfect dad and we're not going to be a perfect dad either it's impossible and the thing you realize when you're a dad or a mom is you can't save your kids no matter how hard you try you can't save your kids right it's impossible there's only one savior his name is jesus and um, you, you, if you haven't discovered that yet, you know, hopefully you will. And, uh, and that'll be, give you some relief because like then you realize you can't save your kids. There's someone else that can and you need his help, right? So I wanted to just talk a little bit about just the God is our father. Like one of the things that I think is amazing is uh, to think that uh, we are, we were planned way in advance there's no, there's no human being that is an accident. People that say that they're just, they just don't know they're ignorant. If we've ever thought that we're just ignorant. Okay. If we've said that to one of our kids, you were an accident. We were ignorant. We, there's no accidental human being. Okay. God is, uh, there's a creator of this universe who planned each one of us. And if, if parents weren't on board and clue, if we were clueless, um, and I don't think anyone can like plan, let's make 
Bobby, okay, right now, ready? One, two, three. You know, no parents can make make a child, a particular child, right? There's no way we could we can be that exact where we could uh, create a particular human being. It's it's like the way that everything happens, it's it's gotta be, there's, there's, there's a master of the universe. Who could make uh, such an amazing guy like Alfredo? You know, I can't even imagine how anyone, a master artist could just plan to create someone so uh, complex and interesting, you know, or Siobhan, like who could ever, design Siobhan okay it's got to be a creator the same creator that makes all kinds of beautiful you know all of nature right and so um the problem is we a lot of us we don't know that father okay because uh, we don't really know how to connect with that father like that father's invisible um you know and that's that's a kind of a drag to have an invisible father some of us that's all we know is an invisible father so maybe it isn't so much harder to imagine God to be an invisible father because we've never known a visible one. But I just want to read you a few things about if you're not convinced that, that there's no accidental humans, there's like some very powerful Psalms and other places that talk about um, God as being the master creator. Okay, so Psalm 139 is probably my favorite. Verses 13, 15, and 16. So the thing that I think is that if it's true that there is this creator who is our father, who's the, the, the originator who planned us and gave us life, if we have this giver of life, um, and a lot of us, we, we haven't really known that, um, that creator of the universe who's made this whole planet and everything, every, everyone on it and this beautiful world, uh, it would be nice to know that God. Okay, and and have access to our daughter son status, our inheritance, right? So check it out. Psalm 139, verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. Okay, so a mom can't take credit for that or a dad. You formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Well, that wasn't the biological father that did that, right? The psalmist is thinking, is realizing, uh, is getting this revelation that it's God who, who, who created him, right? Um, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I remember um, when I came to this county and I started being chaplain of a jail, and I, I hadn't really dealt with all kinds of people, I mean, people with, who committed all kinds of crimes. And when I meet people who committed sort of the worst crimes, I just remember um, always being so moved by how interesting and how beautiful and complicated and uh, lovable they were. I just found myself, I, I kept looking for the person that wasn't that way, but everyone that I was meeting was just like, wow, you are, you're awesome. You know, I was just thinking to myself, this person is amazing. How could anyone just label them a murderer or a felon or a criminal or a illegal or a something like that, right? Um, the labels that we put on people don't, aren't, are so unjust. And uh, everyone that I was meeting, I was just going, oh, wow. You know, cause I'd, I'd have that opportunity to hear, hear their struggles, their, their life story, um, their upbringing. And it was just, uh, it caused me to just love, to kind of fall in love with 
people in this county in a way, right? In a, not in a romantic way, but just in a way of, of just like growing to respect people and think, okay, you know, the minute you judge someone, it's just obviously if you're just judging someone, you really don't know them. You might know one aspect of them, something about their behavior that's not healthy, that's hurtful, okay? All of us have behaviors like that, but if you're just gonna judge someone um, and write them off, you can't do that and, and, and know someone in their depths of their story and who they are, I think. Uh, at least I haven't found anyone like that yet that's completely despicable, okay? Some politicians border on it. <laughs> anyway, so um, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. I love that. God made us in secret. Nobody was spying. Nobody knows just the complexities. Um, I, and I was skillfully wrought okay, in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. Okay, unformed pre-conception, right? Because I mean, as soon as there's conception, something's formed. Okay, so if God's eyes have seen our unformed substance, then God's seen us before the sperm and the egg came together and we became a living being. Okay, I love that, okay? And, um, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. Okay, so that's, that's, those are some of my very favorite verses. Now, check out Jeremiah chapter one. You know, so a parent shouldn't take credit. Well, I raised you and I gave you life and I and I and I. No, yes, but no. Uh, yes, there's a lot of work that goes into parenting. And yes, we should honor our, our, the people that raised us up and that uh, provided for us. And even if they were imperfect, which they all are, everyone is, okay. But they can't take credit for being the givers of life. Uh, the giver of life is the creator of the universe, and, and we're just the, the bodies that through which God brings life into, into existence. As Jeremiah chapter one. Jeremiah came from a really bad family who had been kind of um, like uh, banned from being priests or pastors or anything because there was some people in their bloodline that had really done some bad stuff. And so they were like, they were like a banned class of priests. So imagine coming from a family that had been like uh, excommunicated or just completely uh, put on blast by the media as just bad apple family, right? Okay. So Jeremiah was like that. But then God's, God's word comes to him saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Okay. Before you were even conceived, I knew you. Imagine that. Emmanuel being known by the father before he was even conceived. Like God is like this brilliant, like he's got all these, all of us and the future people all in his mind. Okay. And, uh, and he's planning who, who who's going to come out when, okay. And of course there can be a lot of devastation that happens when we come out because human beings like, like my, my niece was born um, with oxygen deficiency due to medical error. And she was, a, a she never could see or hear. She lived 21 years um, with cerebral palsy and died at age 21 or 22. Okay, but that wasn't, I mean, that was medical. And I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen to us, you know. Um, I have another, uh, some other family members that my sister was on medications that damaged the, the, the babies when they were in, when they were fetus, fetus or whatever. And so, you know, um, anyway, but God is the, the originator. And uh, God is good and God, God's, 
God makes us good. Um, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Okay, so our callings can even be pre-birth. Pre so they come before we had a particular mom or dad. Okay. And so like, how do we get in touch with that then? How do we get in touch with this father who is pre-birth, you know, pre-conception, pre-childhood, you know, pre-childhood uh, tra trauma, you know, pre-being uh, abandoned or divorced, you know, pre, uh, you know, um, whatever it is, right? That messed us up in different ways. Because all of us get messed up by bad parenting. There's nobody that I has, have met that hasn't been messed up in some way by bad parenting, right? I mean, do you know anybody? I don't, myself included, I don't know anyone. Okay, so how do we get in touch? How do we go back and connect with the, the creator of the universe? You know, um, you know Jesus, it's kind of cool. Jesus, you know, um, all the gospels describe him as being conceived by the Holy Spirit, okay? It's like Mary got pregnant and then tells Joseph, hey, I'm pregnant, but it's not with you. It's uh, with the Holy Spirit, okay? And, um, and that, but that's what the scriptures tell us. That he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus got judged by people. Um, he got in chapter eight of John, the people are getting down on Jesus because he's talking about his father. Jesus talks about his father all the time and he's not talking about Joseph, okay? He's talking about the invisible father, okay? Um, who he knows, he says, he knows. Okay, it's John, uh, John chapter eight. Um, let's see. So they were saying to him, where's your father? Where's your father, Jesus? Okay, and Jesus wasn't like, Joseph, he's in the carpenter shop. No, um, they were getting down on him because he was always talking about his invisible father. And so they, 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 they judged him. And um, Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Okay. Well, how do we know Jesus' father, who's also our father? How do we come to know Jesus' father and come to know our father so we can connect with the true giver of life, the true originator of, of us? of you, me. How do we get to know that one? Well, um, it's super important that we try to get to know that father and we grow in our knowing of that father because, um, because that's where all of our authority comes from to deal with crap that, deal, that we deal with in our lives. All, this, all the different things, addictions, knowing how to parent, knowing what to do with an employer who's difficult, uh, finding a housing, you know, um, dealing with the sickness, dealing with someone who we love, sickness or addiction, you know, just anything you need wisdom for, anything you need a solution for, anything you need help with, okay? God the Father is probably the best source of knowledge and wisdom. So pretty important that we know him. And Jesus is talking about that all the time. He's saying, I don't do anything by my own initiative. I'm only doing what I hear the Father telling me to do or what I see the Father doing. So he talks about that all over the place. It's like, Jesus, what? How do I do that? How do I do what the Father is showing me? Like you, because he wants us to be the same way. Okay, so really quick, John 1 talks about how, um, you know, how Jesus was like the word that was in the beginning with God and God made everything through the word, who, is, who then comes, becomes flesh. 
but he comes into the world, and the, even though the whole world was made by him, by the word of God, Jesus himself, but prior to his earthly manifestation, uh, the world didn't recognize him. Okay, so if we don't recognize him, we're in good company, because we're part of the world too, right? So, and he came to his own people, and his own people didn't accept him. But those who receive him, those who accept him, who believe in his name, okay, those who accept Jesus, who believe in his name, even though we don't see him either, right? He came here, and he was visible at one point to a bunch of people, but, but he's gone, and we don't see him now. But those of us that receive him um, and believe in his name, he gives us the authority to become children of God. And so we can become, we can grow in our authority to become children of God through, through receiving Jesus, which, which just means like saying, Jesus, okay, I know enough about you that I want to receive you. Because my life sucks right now in lots of ways, and I need help. Help, okay, if you're offering me help, and even if there's any hope, I'm going to go for it. I'm, sign me up. I want to receive you. Uh, I'm going to try to believe in you, but even though I don't see you, Okay, so that's a lifelong process, though, right? So we believe in Jesus, and then we're given authority to become children of God, to become. It's a becoming process. Who were born not of the blood. So it's not that we're born at Skagit Valley Hospital or, you know, or wherever, um, wherever it is that we were born. Um, I know people that were born in uh, places, and then they were never given a birth certificate. I know several people that have no... They're not. They're not. Uh, they have no identity. They can't get a passport. They can't get a driver's license. The only thing they can do is get a fake fake ID, because they have no birth certificate and there's nothing they can do about it. Do you guys know anyone like that? I know tons of people. I've tried to help them. It's super hard to help them. The only way you can really help them is that they, is to help them find a good counterfeit document fabricator, because there's no way. There's no way. You can't travel. Unless you have some kind of fake ID, I know I know quite a few people like that that we've helped. Okay, so we didn't help them get fake ID, but we just tried to figure out what could be done, and we we learned that it was super hard. Okay, you can't even do that. We, there there are ways to do it, but it's just I don't want to go into the details. There's so many ways. Like if you can if you can find school records and different things. I mean it's but it's you need a lawyer. Okay. And it's expensive. <laughs> anyway, but with God, it's not that hard. It's, it's spiritual. It's the way we do it is we, through knowing Jesus, through moving towards Jesus, getting to know him, we get to know him through the, 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 the gospels. We get to know him through speaking to him, which sounds crazy. Hey, Jesus, uh, are you up there? Are you down here? Where are you? I don't see you, but I'm going to try to pray to you. Prayer is like talking to God, right? Or we talk to the Father. It's the same way. We talk to Jesus, his father. We say, okay, Jesus, because uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. No one comes to the father God except through Jesus, right? So those who receive him, who believe in his name, he gives the authority to become children of God, who were born not of the blood, not of human you know, um, birth, not of the will of the flesh, not because your mom and your dad both said, yes, I want to create, um, you know, Barb or whatever, Gracie, you know, like, I mean, in a way, that's the ideal thing when parents both say, let's make a baby. 
Okay, it can be, or it could be terrible because your parents may be super control freaks trying to keep you from every possible disease and overly controlling, then you rebel against them. Like me, I, was, I had to rebel against my parents because they were too controlling. Okay, like you can have parents that are way too into being parents and it just, you, you know, some of you might be jealous of, of someone who has a parent like that, but anyway, like, anyway, I'm getting off the topic. So Jesus says, those who receive him who believe in his name, he gives us authority to become sons and daughters of the Father who are born, not of the will of the, not of the, blood, not of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of men and women. So it's not about whether your parents chose you, but are born of God. Okay. And Jesus talks about that in to Nicodemus, this re religious fanatic guy who comes to him humble and open at night. And says, how is it that you do these works? God must be with you. And he says, well, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Okay. And uh, so born again, well, what does that mean? Well, it means like connecting with your true originator, the creator who is your spiritual and real father. Okay? That's, that's what it means to be born again is, is stepping into that family. Okay. So, and then once we do that, then it's about learning how to pay attention to what God is telling us. The Father's telling us, okay? We can pray to Jesus, we can pray to the Father, and then we learn how to pay attention. So let me give you an example. We were in um, Australia, oh no, New Zealand. And we did this training on how to pray for people. And all these people came, it's about this many people. And we were, um, we wanted to show people how we pray for people. And so it's kind of scary because when you show people, you need someone who's willing to be a guinea pig who's willing to come up and sit there and, and talk about what they need prayer for. And then you pray in front of everybody. And so you have to be willing to do that. Right. Okay. So we were, the way we did it is we were like, okay, God, show us a situation that you, that is in the room that you want us to pray for. And there was this guy kind of in the back who every time we would say anything, he'd raise his hand or he wouldn't even raise his hand. He just blurred out the answers. And he was super annoying because he was just, You'd say one, you'd even say anything that even sounded like it might be a question. He'd say, yeah, I, that reminds me of this. And that reminds me of that. And everyone was annoyed by this guy. And, um, and so, um, and it just went on and on. And there were people that actually came up to us at the break and said, yeah, this is great, except that guy. And so the lady who invited us went and talked to the guy and said, you know, please, can you just uh, make, make, make it possible for other people to speak and so then whenever he would speak i'd look i wouldn't even look at him i'd look at other people because you know and but still talk okay and then i i was praying i was saying god our father show me what you want if you want to heal somebody and what this issue is and so immediately in my head comes the thought somebody has gut problems and asthma those were two things but i didn't think it was the same person right and so i said hey um by any chances or anyone who's got really bad internal like like digestive problems and uh, also is there somebody who has asthma and the guy in the back who is the annoying guy says yes i have both of those <laughs> and gracie had said whatever we we're going to do we're not going to pray for that guy right <laughs> but <laughs> because he was so annoying i'm telling you <laughs> so then it was like okay we have to pray for this guy because he's the only one in the room that had those two situations, those two conditions, right? <laughs> oh, and a back, and, and the back problem. He had back problem, a, a asthma, and super serious 
gut problem, like serious problem. And so he comes up and um, turns out he was probably the only guy in the room who had been, who'd done prison time, who he started telling about his life. He grew up in foster care, never knew his dad. And the more he talked, the more I was just going, I am such a jerk. How could I ever judge that poor guy? He's such a precious guy. The more we prayed for him, the more we realized um, if God was giving us revelation and we were asking him questions and it was all happening in front of everybody, but this guy was just speaking about his pain of his life, right? Uh, and it was all coming out and we were ministering to him. And then we prayed for him. And uh, anyway, it was really cool because the guy, um, he just got healing in everything. I mean, like, um, like it was kind of, it was, spe it was spectacular really what happened to this guy. Uh, and he was super touched because of that. Like, like he became more secure in who he was as a result of the prayer. Okay. Because I think he was connecting with, you know, uh, he was connecting with God as father through the prayer time that we were, that we were doing. Right. And so. Yeah. Lots of gangs and drugs and everything, you know, just the stuff that we deal with around here. Okay, and anyway, so praying for him, in the end, uh, he, stayed, he ended up staying in the, where we were staying for one night, like three days later, and because um, we were at this retreat place called the Peacemakers, and so it was this huge house with lots of rooms, and so they came, his group came and stayed there, and we talked to him, and he was like, yeah, um, my back pain's gone, I haven't had any asthma, like, right after we prayed, he had to use the bathroom, I mean, because he had some I mean, it was just like immediate, like God acted. And uh, anyway, I just got, Jesus says all this stuff about his father that is, is pretty cool. He says, the son, I just want to read you some examples of this, because I think God wants to help us be like Jesus, where we don't just do what we think is best. Because, you know, a lot of us who are, we're like orphans. I mean, if we've had a dad who was absent or abusive or, uh, you know, brought trauma or pain into our lives, or even if we had a good enough dad, um, you know, we, we have issues, okay? And we tend to think, okay, it's all up to me. A lot of us, we just think it's all up to me, all up to us, right? And, um, and so God wants to be there for us to show us you know, what to do, to tell us what, 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 what would be good, what would be a good thing to do. Like, um, and we can ask God through prayer. We can ask our Father in heaven, Father in heaven. Um, like it says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Don't worry about what you eat or drink or your clothing, your rent, you know, your job. Don't worry about material things, okay, Jesus says. Don't be anxiety-filled about anything having to do with material reality. Well, how do you do that? It's like we got bills to pay. We got a, we we need a roof over our heads. Like we need a car that works. Okay. Well, and those are realities. Jesus isn't saying don't just live like a squirrel on a tree or something. You know, he says don't worry. Okay. Um, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you. Well, by who? By the Father. Okay, the Father in heaven. Okay, and that actually happens. And a lot of us have experienced that. The invisible father in heaven has provided for us um, and it's crazy. Okay. And it builds faith in us. And we need, a lot of us need that. Like we need wisdom about how to parent. 
because we've already screwed up and we feel maybe some of us feel like it's too late. Okay, well, it's not too late. We can, we can, we can recover. Um, and we just, how do you pray for your kids? How do you deal with your adult kids or your kids in foster care that you maybe still have some access to, or maybe you don't? How do you deal with um, your grandkids? You know, um, people that are going down a path that's a dangerous path. How do you deal with your partner who is maybe difficult, um, maybe impossible? Okay, like I, I know that I don't have it in myself. I try all of my methods and usually they are not enough. And so like, what, how do you get access to the wisdom? Well, it says ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Well, that requires faith. So you have to believe that God is actually hearing you and he's good and that you can actually hear God. We can hear God. All of us are made to hear God. So what I want today is for us to pray that God would help us, um, that Jesus would lead us to the Father, that we would experience a new connection or a renewed connection or a stronger, deeper connection so that we can tune in and notice when God's saying things to us, okay? Because God does speak to us all the time. And we just need to step out in faith and act on it. Okay. And, and the only way you can know it is to try it. The only way you can know about the reality of this stuff is, is trying it out, you know, experimenting with it. How many of you have ever experimented with drugs? Okay. Okay. Well, how about experimenting with God or with Jesus? Okay. If you, if you, if you're willing to experiment with substances that could kill you, because you don't even know what they are. Maybe there's just way too much fentanyl in them these days, especially. Like if you're willing to experiment with drugs, why not experiment with, with your father in heaven and say, okay, father in heaven, if you're there, I want to experience you. And here I am. I'm, I'm really open. I'm going to try to just tune in. Okay. And, and then just through prayer, try to try to pay attention to what God's telling you and act on it. And, um, and if it doesn't go well, then say, okay, what's up with that? Um, and he'll say, well, you, you heard me first, but then you thought about what you wanted to do and you did that. And I was like, I did not. Well, maybe I did. <laughs> and so we have to learn through trial and error. Okay. So anyway, how many of you would like to know you, this invisible father a little, a lot more? Okay. I do. You want to experiment? Okay. Let's pray. So God, our father in heaven, we want to be, um, in connected with you and we uh we need we need a father uh, because a lot of us haven't had good enough fathers and even if we have that's not our fathers don't give us what we need we need wisdom we need um provision we need security we need protection we need direction you know we need uh to hear from you help us to connect with you uh, help us to uh, to believe in your son Jesus and let him show you, show you show us who you are. Lord, I pray that you'd open our ears to hear your voice in a fresh way. That all of us would experience tuning into what you're saying to us, noticing the nudge, the gentle nudge, um, the the direction, the the dream, the the vision, the someone else's advice that maybe really comes from you. Help us to pay attention and to and give us faith. I just pray for the gift of faith that it would be poured out and that we would see breakthrough.
that we'd be able to experience um, just the beauty of being a daughter or a son of, of, of the Father, of you, Father in heaven. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you connect us in, uh, in new and fresh ways. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so it's Father's Day. God is our Father, and so that's, that's something we should think about, too. How do we tell God Happy Father's Day? Happy Father's Day! <laughs> You know, um, maybe we need to think about that before we even even today still right wish God happy Father's Day.